This podcast is sponsored by Magic Mind. Being anxious artists, we often find it hard to concentrate on our work or find the motivation to start the day. We're excited to share with you our recent experiences of trying Magic Mind, the world's first productivity shot. Magic Mind combines matcha, which is basically nature's extended release version of caffeine, and Bacopa Monieri, a new tropic which helps improve your attention span. And last but not least, Organic Lion's Mane Mushrooms, which help to reduce anxiety. Consistently creating new content isn't easy and it requires a lot of focus and energy. Luckily, Magic Mind really helps me focus when I spend long periods of time on my computer. As a new mum, I'm often feeling tired and find it hard to get going in the morning. I've really enjoyed adding Magic Mind to my morning routine to give me the boost that I need. If you struggle with productivity, stress or anxiety and you want to find out if Magic Mind is for you, you can use our code out of ink 20 for 20% off that's out of ink 20 for 20% off Hello and welcome to the Out of Ink podcast with myself, Bea Baranowska and Molly Lemon. This is a podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. Hello. <laughs> I just counted Bea in with no like explanation as to what she was meant to if do. If anything, after. I should count you in because this episode is very much going to be... The Molly Show. No, it's not. We're talking about artist residencies this week, which is a very interesting topic, but only 50% of the podcast team has any experience in it whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I think next time we need to go for a topic that's just specific to you, just to even out. That's just depressing, because we were going to do an episode possibly on getting an agent, and that is not going well for me. Well, maybe we could do an episode on struggling to get an agent. (laughs) Would that be helpful to anyone out there? Bit of moral support. Mm, Let's move on from that. You don't need to think about that. We don't, we don't. We are all looking forward to hearing about your your residency, your most recent residency. And we did have quite a lot of interesting questions. So it's what the people want to hear and we're just here to give the people what they want. Great. So what have you been up to? While I've been away gallivanting in Wales, what have you been up to? I'm now the proud parent of a one-year-old. Yesterday was Maxie's birthday. It's mental to me because in on one hand, it's the slowest, most painful year of my <laughs> life. And on the other hand, it has just gone so fast in the blink of an eye. Yeah. But as an outsider, it's gone fast, but I haven't had to live through every single difficult day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was quite emotional. He had no idea what was going on. No. Just a normal day in his eyes. I was quite envious of his obliviousness, you know. Because, yeah. you know, birthdays can be stressful, can't they? Yeah, because full of expectations. Expe- expectations, yeah. Mm. And then you get upset when people forget your birthday or you don't get birthday cards from someone you were expecting. <laughs> he has none of that. So, if anything, he had, you know, he, you've got to make the most of that. Yeah, that's true. Innocence mm. is bliss. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> I felt the pain for him, though, you know. Yeah. Well, at least someone's feeling it. Yeah, I've got his back. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it, really. Not Nothing else has been going on. I've just been mothering. Well, mothering very well, I must add. Oh, thank you. Mm. Mothering is a full-time job, so it's all I've got. Okay. Well, well done. <laughs> good, good, good. 
good. Margot uh, went to the vets, but it's not exciting, you see. So oh, I just Margot's don't so at the vets more than any other dog, isn't she? She loves it. She does. I mean, she does actually really love going to the yeah. vets. <laughs> she puts it on, all this illness. She skips in there all happy as anything. All these other dogs are quivering like, no, no, let me go home. And she's there like, please inject me. Please give me treats. It's so weird. Yeah, she's weird. She needs to have a word with Winnie so Winnie's not so terrified every time I take her. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. I felt like you wanted more from oh, me. Oh, well, wow. No, 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 it's all good. I was, I was trying to think, oh, we did have one thing happen to us. Just before I left for my residency, you came over with Maxie and we were having a lovely day, weren't we? Oh, I completely forgot about this amazing story. So, oh no, you've built it up so high. But oh, basically, sorry. we were just hanging out at mine, and then we thought we'd go up the high street. We left Winnie at home, because um, there's a children's shop on the high street, which we love. So we were having a mooch. And then we got back, and I noticed water all over the floor, and also the ceiling and the cupboards. <laughs> and that it smelt weird. See, and I thought, I just assumed maybe Winnie had had a bit of a party and splashed the water. I didn't realise yeah. we'd seen it on the ceiling. It was ceiling, near her but... water bowl, wasn't it? Yeah. Um... But it turns out, after I stood there for probably 30 seconds just working out what had happened, uh, mm. Sam, who loves to brew kombucha on a regular basis... <laughs> it's had, one of Sam's many many new hobbies. He hadn't left me instructions to burp the kombucha <laughs> as when he was away on a work trip, and I hadn't burped the kombucha, which is when you open it up and let some of the air out while it's in its, like, second fermenting stage. Anyway... And it had ex- one of the glass bottles had exploded everywhere, and it was absolutely terrifying because Maxie was crawling around right where it exploded of just before it happened. Yeah, we had to then um, barricade off Molly's mm. living room. Yeah. So we I, we had me, the baby, and the dog in the living room, <laughs> desperately trying to keep everyone out of the kitchen. Winnie was confused. Yeah. The baby was confused. You needed to leave because it was nap time. So I was trying to make lunch. You were trying to feed Maxie, and I was trying to clean. <laughs> up the glass we had to eat lunch on molly's living room floor <laughs> which to be fair isn't unusual for me because me and sam never eat at the table because we love tv but honestly it was a it was sort of a near-death experience because we yeah. thought what if we'd been sat in the kitchen yeah. we could have all got hit with shards of glass <laughs> and i know a normal person would now just assume sam's given up that hobby no he has not no. <laughs> he continues with the kombucha like he just didn't he was like oh Oh, yeah, probably should have burped it. Yeah, and because he, he wasn't in the on. house. He didn't nearly die. No, and I had to spend the next three hours of my day pulling the fridge <laughs> away from the wall and cleaning behind it and trying to get the smell of kombucha out of the house. How would I have explained to Adam, oh, yeah, sorry, the, the, baby's, the baby's gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, though. It's, funny. it's not funny, but it was really... I mean, that would be like, the end I of really... the friendship, let's be honest. I did really feel quite lucky that we had been out, been out, oh, and I, I felt awful for Winnie. Winnie is an anxious dog oh, anyway. Like, God. what on earth did she think when it happened? I know. I feel so terrible for her. <laughs> Everyone's okay though, but yeah, kombucha's still brewing. Right, should we go into the anxiety scale? Oh yes, I can't wait. So I put up this anxiety scale pretty last minute because let's be honest, we forgot to get people to vote, and um. <laughs> I won. You won. And I said, it's pretty obvious whose is whose, because I'd suggested social media in the last one and you'd been going on about your yogurts <laughs> oh, for months. Oh, we just reused our old ideas. Yeah, yeah, and then I checked it 
24 hours later and I was like, I knew everyone preferred B. I just knew <laughs> this was a popularity contest and of course I lost. And then I looked at I looked at who yeah. voted. Mm. My mum voted for yours. So she prefers <laughs> you to me. She didn't know you. She might. She might have just forgotten. No, she's our biggest podcast listener, so that was upsetting. Okay, but let's be honest. Let's just be honest here. Yogurts was better than social media. See, I think social media was better. So I thought not only has the best one lost, but they must hate me so much because they've (laughs) gone against what was clearly a better option. Why don't you pitch it again next month? No, because I lose again. You always win the anxiety scale. Let oh no, I am pleased one. you won. I oh, just thanks. don't like it when they know who's is who's because it makes me feel bad. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's not happening again. Social media will never come up again. That's it, guys. You've oh, lost no. it forever. Oh, I know. what a sad, sad set of events we have here. <laughs> so sad. Right, do you want to go first? I do because I love yogurts. Mm. I I love them. Yogurt is like one of my favourite foods. So is yogurt a food group? Uh, I guess it's just in the dairy group. Yogurt is is probably the reason I, I can't be vegan. Really? Not cheese? Uh, I, I like cheese. I, like I vegan probably yogurt. prefer yogurt. Mm. I don't like vegan yogurt much, sorry. Mm. Okay, so, oh, where to begin? <laughs> it's more of a, I, I was really struggling with how do I rate any yogurt lower than like an eight? Mm. Okay, so 10, lovely, lovely, lovely day. Not anxious at all. I've put the collective gourmet raspberry. This is more of a yogurt of the moment because it's what I'm enjoying right now. I could have listed many here, so I thought I'll go with something relevant because we like to be relevant. Yeah. Have you had that? Yeah, I know you've had the collective yogurt before. Yeah, they gifted me some and then I felt so bad for accepting (laughs) free food that I donated money to a homeless charity because I just thought... I can't accept free food, can I? I think we wanted them as a sponsor at one point. Yeah, they didn't. Anyway. I think they disagreed. They didn't want to sponsor us, did they? Why have mm. you put them in the podcast? Her yogurt is delicious. I'm sorry. I like their vegan ones for sure. I don't oh, I haven't yeah, really actually, had their gourmet ones because um, I go for the vegan if I can. I have to agree with you in that out of all the vegan yogurts I've tried, theirs is the best. Mm, tasty. Still prefer their non-vegan. That's <laughs> but fair. Their vegan's good. Okay, and then one. This was hard, but I've put a drinkable yogurt. Like, is it called Actamel? Yeah, or Yakult. Like gut bacteria yogurt. Like, I would still have them because yogurt, yum. Mm. (laughs) But I prefer yogurt with a spoon than than drinking it. Yeah, Yeah, it's sort of a bit of a sicky texture when you're drinking it. Uh. (laughs) And I've experienced a lot of sick that looks like yogurt. Oh, God. You know I'm triggered. Sorry. Today I am Pity for Lou. And again, there's a lot of pity for Lou in my life. Putty. Putty for Lou. Um, I'm going to say, I used to love that. I used to love, you know, they come in sixes, don't they? Mm. Pulling all of the lids (laughs) off at once and then dipping like the apricot. All of them. Dipping the apricot into the raspberry, the raspberry into the black cut and like eating them all, all six. Oh my God. Yeah. Because they're too small. You have no boundaries with food. (laughs) They're so small. No, you you can get big ones. You can get big ones More fun to have the little ones, let's be honest. Mm. Right, I'm going to say... I know what kind of morning you've had. B nearly lost her mind because her mouse didn't work and it was just the last straw. So I'm thinking... True, but I've recovered from that. Okay, a four. I'll put it as a five. Oh, really? Because in my mind, a pity for Lou is lovely. I do really like them. And I've been finishing off Maxie's when he doesn't eat them. (laughs) But 
there are better yogurts and there's worse yogurts. So I think it's it's rightfully a five. And I have got over the mouse drama and also, quite frankly, I probably rated myself higher because I couldn't think of any other bad yogurts. Oh, yeah. I, I feel that too. I get mm. it. It is a hard scale to do bad ones on. Hmm. There we go. That is yogurts. I really enjoyed that. Thank you, people, for voting for the rightful winner. No, it was the rightful winner. You are the better person. Right, (laughs) we're going in at number 10, best day ever. So excited to be alive. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I have gone for a Muller Corner vanilla yogurt with white chocolate and milk chocolate balls. No, 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 no. If you don't know what a Muller Corner is, because I'm quite aware, maybe, is this, are these British things or are these American things? I don't know. But they're basically... Muller Corner is so 2008. Does anyone eat those anymore? Do they make those anymore? Yes, they do. They're basically (laughs) triangular shaped yogurt, but then there's a little triangle that makes up to be a square. And then you tip the little triangle. They're called a tip-up truck, or at least they were in our hands. Are they? Don't know. And you tip the balls into the yogurt and then you mix up. But if you're me, you'll eat the yogurt and then you'll eat the balls because balls are the best and you need to save them for last. <laughs> I liked the ones that were... Um, Fruit. Like, no, like cornflakes. You know what I mean? Like tiny little crunchy... Yeah, anything. Any any Muller Corner is premium. But frankly, I think yogurt is so good. It doesn't need balls but what, or flakes what doesn't need extra chocolate i don't understand why you'd say no to that well yogurt i'm afraid yogurt no no that actually would be quite low on my scale yeah but that's because you have classy tastes and i've chosen like the most childish <laughs> yogurt ever right number one i have this in the fridge i do eat it but it does need an addition of things such as berries I've mm. put like a plain kefir yogurt you know a cultured yogurt bit sour you know yeah, it's yeah, good for you. Sam. So you yeah. should be eating it, but you don't enjoy it. Well, I you don't. should you should be eating all those bio cultures, you know. Oh, the house is full of cultures. Well, yeah, I know. But my mum always goes on at me about yogurt that has live cults in it, which is like a lot of yogurt to be fair. There's every meal in our house now. Sam adds, what's it called? What's the one like sauerkraut but not? Oh, kombucha. No, that's no, the no, drink. No. What's oh. the one? With like what? kimchi, kimchi. Yeah, so have like you can't pasta. add kimchi to everything. You but, can't. Yeah, you make nice pasta. Oh, kimchi. <laughs> yeah, pizza, kimchi. <laughs> everything, kimchi. And I'm sick of kimchi. Sam's on a real, real health journey at the moment. A, a journey of self-discovery and biocultures and kimchi and kefir. And it's 36-hour fasts, which means on a Monday night I don't get to eat. No, you have to make your own dinner. I, I can't. I can't I be can't. bothered to make my own dinner. Oh my god, I can't get behind the thirty-six hour fast. It upsets me beyond reason. It really upsets me, and it means I have to just go to the fridge and pull out like a lump of cheese <laughs> and like a red pepper and just eat like an animal because I can't be bothered to put the two together. You are four months off being thirty-one years old, and you can make your own dinner, Molly Lemon. I can make my own dinner, but I prefer it when Sam does it. Right, let's move on. So. <sighs> Today I am a, a maybe a, like just a general raspberry yogurt. Okay, general what? No, no brand. Yo Valley. <laughs> oh, have you ever had Rachel's organic raspberry yogurt? That that one's good. No. Okay. <laughs> just a raspberry yogurt. Oh well, Rachel's organic's like a seven, but random raspberry yogurt possibly a five. I've put four slash three. I'll, I'll go with a four and be optimistic. 
I know. Why so anxious today? So much Just lots to do. To do. Yeah. And the thought of editing this bloody podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. This podcast is way less, way less oh, editing than your YouTube. I know. What have you done to yourself with this new so YouTube stressful. venture, Molly? It has literally become like 60% of your workload. <laughs> anyway, it's my own silly fault. Let's move on. <laughs> the mood really dropped there. We, we have to move swiftly on. It weighs on. Right. heavy. It weighs heavy. Right. Okay, everyone. Let's all get loads of answers from Molly about artist residencies. I'm going to our uh, Instagram account, which, if you don't follow us, is out of ink pod, and you should follow us. Did you want me to send you the screenshot of the questions onto WhatsApp? No, it's all good. Oh. Cool. I've got them here. I don't know how you find them. Oh, I thought you were way better at technology than me. I'm not, clearly. <laughs> right. Oh, is there, is there one that says, what's an artist's residency? What does one involve? Okay. Well, I just thought, because I had that question a lot on my Instagram. Okay, question number one. What is an artist's residency? Well, I Googled it this morning to find out. Hmm. Because that's how knowledgeable I am. It's like... Let me just check. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> It's a period I of time. Spat my tea at you then. It's a period of time. I think it's normally like two weeks to a month in general, mm. where an artist or a creative or a writer, actually, I think, mm. although it might be a writer's retreat. That's writer's retreat, I reckon. Yeah, goes away to another place to concentrate on their work. You often experiment and you do something different. You're not going there. You're not just changing studios and doing the same thing. Like it's a yeah. period of time where you can progress, explore, experiment. Nice. It sounds like a lot of fun, I must say. Loads of fun. <laughs> we should all be doing them. Mm. Okay, so how do you write an application for an artist residency? That is official question number one. God, this really does feel focused at me, doesn't Feels it? Feels like a bit of an interview, I am sorry. I will chip in where I can, but... Please. <laughs> <laughs> Please chip in. Okay, so I applied to... I've only ever applied to one. This is how knowledge about. Don't zone out there, guys. I've got lots of, <laughs> I've got lots of good things to say. <laughs> So I applied to the one that I went on last month, this month, and um, I didn't get in. I applied in the summer of 2022, and I was like coming up to major breakdown time, bad (coughs) mindset, (coughs) and I (coughs) wrote a terrible application, and I almost didn't apply again because I was so embarrassed with my first application. See, that is so impressive that you managed to apply again and like just get over it and just try it again. is hard i basically got rejected from two things i really wanted on the same day and mm, remember, I remember i that. cried i, I do so remember much. that day yeah i mean it oh. rejection is so awful i mean i i have had i haven't told you actually mm. i've had my first official rejection from an agency oh, the no. only agency out of like 10 that actually bothered to email me back i'm so sorry because uh, but they really said no <laughs> But at least I got a reply, but it was horrible. I know, it I was is like, horrible. Because I was like, oh, okay, they have actively seen my work. I don't know about any of the others because I haven't heard from them. And they've yeah. actively said, no, sorry, don't like that. Well, felt... Did they say I don't like it or did they say it doesn't suit No, us? they just said it wasn't right for them. Yeah, which is, you know, fair because if, if they did say yeah and then it found you didn't quite fit in, then you might not be passing your work as they is needed. That, is that not just like a nice way of saying we don't really like your work though? Or hopefully it's an honest way of saying actually your work doesn't fit in or Possibly. maybe Anyways, we've already got an uh, This isn't about agencies, well, sorry. But I wanted you to chip in, thank you. Mm. I'm just saying, as it's an hard, artist, as an artist, it's oh, well, it probably as anyone, re- rejection is really difficult to overcome. Mm. 
Yeah. It really can knock you, especially as a sensitive person. Me and Molly both very sensitive mm. people, so well done. Thank you. But from the other side, like I've n- I now know um, Scarlett and Jake who run that particular residency, which I should say is the Malthach good pronunciation <laughs> well a residency in in north wales yeah and i've spoken to them and i've seen them go through the application process because it was happening and i was there and they hate saying no to people and it's awful really? like it, it's really stressful for them so you've got to think about the other side how do they decide who to say yes to do they choose people where they personally like the work or do they choose people where i don't know can you tell us I how they know. pick artists i don't know about that but i know that I had a, a talk with Scarlett because she brought up or I brought up my terrible application and she said, it. to be honest, it just sounded like you needed a break. Like it didn't sound yeah. like you needed a residency. Yeah, Your application you sounded desperate break. that you needed a break, which I did. <laughs> yeah. Which is why then I took quite a bit of time off work. But she was That's like, your next application was so much better. You like really had thought out your plan. You knew exactly what you wanted to do. So having quite a clear idea of... Not oh, I really need a break from life. It's not that book a holiday. Mm. It's like a this is what I'd get out of this experience. Is it quite an oversubscribed residency? Like how many applications are they getting, and how many people are they turning away? Do you think it's okay for me to say it? Probably is, isn't it? Yeah, I think they were getting like uh, seventy applicants, and maybe they were accepting between nine and eleven. Wow, okay, so quite competitive then. Quite competitive, yeah. And then also, like, the second time... So the first time I applied and I've said, no, I just want to be on my own. Like, I like I want the whole place to myself. I'm an mm. introvert, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the second time I was like, well, I've just been through therapy. I can cope with living with someone. Probably more likely to get a place because it allows another artist to also have that time mm. and then that's probably more appealing. Yeah. Um, and it's cheaper if I share. It was about £300 cheaper, I think. So that is why I then, and the second time, also said I'm happy to share with someone you pair me with. Yeah. Speaking of, one of the questions is, are they expensive? So can you, yeah, how much was it for two weeks? Uh, I'm just looking it up. Hang on. Let me check my bank statement. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like as well, they they probably vary in price quite a bit, depending on location, length of time, popularity of the residency etc etc yeah i suppose the idea is it should sort of be less money than it would cost you to go away on a holiday Mm. because it's sort of subsidized isn't it by the fact that you're going there to work but not so little that you you still need to pay for uh, accommodation and the space and yeah so i think it does depend on the setup of the residency the one i went on i've just looked up and i think it was 575 but i think if i hadn't shared with someone it would have been 800 and something Mm -hmm. yeah so 400 pounds a week which is still quite good for a week's accommodation it was like really cheap for two weeks at 575 yeah and you can make so there are things you can do to make it a bit cheaper so if you've got public transport there you get like a money oh, really? off like a grant yeah and there's a train station at the end of the drive oh so interesting if you i think live in wales or are welsh then you can get more money off and then also you can model um for a portrait session fully clothed and um <laughs> then you get paid to do that so there's things you can do to make it so affordable yeah so um, yeah it's really good but then some residencies are completely free obviously they're way more competitive generally oh, wow that's amazing so some of them like grants and charities will, will make them free or maybe just benefactors i guess and then some are like two thousand pounds mm. like some are actually crazy yeah. more expensive than a <laughs> holiday i'd say but probably because the studio space is great you know so okay so a few people have asked 
do you have to be an established full-time artist to apply for a residency or can you apply if you're just say just an artist as, a, as your hobby I don't know I guess it depends on the residency and also how I feel like it would be really helpful for a part-time artist don't you because then you yeah learning whether it's something they want to do mm. expanding their their portfolio yeah and also just having a big block of time to work on their work whereas mm. normally it's so interrupted I mean it it looked and sounded lovely from everything I heard from Molly I like it was very jealous <laughs> it was really nice to just drop everything else like drop my admin responsibilities I mean I shouldn't have but I did no I think you should have because you weren't there to be doing spreadsheets were you no but if I I'm still not quite caught up with the admin <laughs> and that's stressful but um and not not sending orders out and making work that's really experimental and not thinking can I sell this so much like trying to let go of all that I was yeah. able to progress a lot more than if I was just in my studio running my business. This is an interesting question. Mm. Did you have to create work for the residency in exchange for your stay? So, di- yeah, and did you give uh, Scarlett and Jake any prints that you made while you were on your residency? So you don't have to. I don't even think you have to make work. Like, if you get you get there and you have an artist block, they're not going to be like, you need to work now. Yeah, they're not going to kick you out, are they? Go home. I know that one of the artists before me had come to spend the time for research and then was going right. home to work. Oh, okay. Well, so they didn't make any work while they were there? I don't know, but I think they were using it as, like, a real escape to really delve into the uh, concept behind their work and, yeah, the research they needed to do. And then when they went home, that was the time when they were physically going to be making. Interesting. So everyone works differently. What was the question? Oh, do I have to make work? (laughs) Did you have to create work for the residency? Um, I didn't have to, but I did leave them print because I just thought it would be nice to do. And I feel like that's the dumb thing as well. Like I left work at my last residency that wasn't even a residency, it was just a holiday. (laughs) Oh, did you? Oh, that's nice. Because I just thought... Well, it's nice. I just left them a pack of cards, I think. I just thought it's nice because I've used their place. Mm. Yeah. I always leave a bit of art in a visitor's book wherever I go. Oh, that is nice. Did it make you feel under pressure? Yes. I felt under so much pressure because the the lovely artist I shared with, Alice O'Connor, if you want to look her up, I can put her in the in the notes. She arrived two days after me. And was such a productive artist and she was able to produce a big body of work. And obviously mm. her work was big oil paintings and my work was small wood engravings. And obviously my work's but, slower to make. Yeah, I was going to say, she had, she worked very differently to you. And like you, you can't compare yourself to someone like that. No, but when you're sat opposite them all day, <laughs> it's quite hard not to. Like even though your rational brain will go, look, that's just a different technique. Obviously it's going to be happening at a different pace. Like it still made me feel, oh, I've got to keep up. Which was probably <laughs> quite helpful to be fair. Yeah, probably. I worked was... every single day. I mm. I tried my best. Yeah, and you did come out with a, a lot of work from it. Yeah, but you always want more, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's just life, though. You always, always want more. You do. But actually, I think because the pressure of admin and stuff was taken away, I didn't feel like huge pressure in that sense. Like, I was just really, I was really enjoying being there, making. Mm. This is an interesting question. It says, I've heard that some residencies pay you, and some of them you pay to be there. Is that right? I didn't know that. Can, are there residencies that they pay you to 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 be an artist there? Possibly, possibly. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But if if someone's if you get a grant mm. and it covers your travel, 
Yeah. And might cover your materials, and then I guess. But maybe they do pay you because they get something out of it or their charity or something and they want to help artists. They're all set up so differently. It's such a broad term, artist residency. Yeah. Okay, you've mentioned Ellis. Yeah. So I think it's only right we talk about Sam and your YouTube video you made with Sam. So that oh, yeah. I'm pitching my own question there. Can you tell us okay. about uh, your sort of video filming day? Okay, so this isn't Sam, my husband. This is our <laughs> other Sam. Every time me and Molly voice noted, Molly would be like, Sam, not my Sam. <laughs> other Sam. Other um, Sam. So, so I have known all my life um, someone called Sam and he is just started filmmaking. So when I realised that the residency was relatively close to his place in North Wales, I was like, come down, we'll make mm-hmm. a film, be fun. So he did that. He came down for a night, a day and a night. Um, stayed over either side and yeah it was like something I've never done before like invited a filmmaker to make a film like that's so out of my comfort zone (laughs) I know I'm so proud of you I feel like you really really pushed your your boundaries for this residency and you just decided you know to be brave Um, it's easy to make brave decisions but then it's another to live through them and I think that's what I realised like you then do have to sit with the anxiety you feel yeah. Because of that brave action. But out of it, you got this amazing film and, and I think you're glad you did it at the end oh, of the Oh yeah, day. it was really good and I really enjoyed the day. It was the anticipation to the day that <laughs> for, for me, mm. my anxiety was quite high. Yeah. And then it did, I just was like anxious and then I'm still suffering now with insomnia because of it really ruined my sleep. I feel that too when I'm going to do something that's making me really anxious. If anything, the build up to the anxious thing mm. is way worse than the thing itself. <laughs> Yeah, although I'm good at not really worrying too much until just before, but obviously the night before I was I was worried about it. And mm. then um, anyway, it was totally fine. And Sam's so lovely, and we just had a lot of fun. And it was great. And I wish you could tell yourself that, mm. like it's totally fine. And you know, I think it's just having the responsibility of someone else and making sure they're okay and everything. But and it is a really beautiful film, and you should definitely go to Molly's YouTube video and check it out. Thank you for that plug. Appreciate it. That's okay. She's spending a lot of time on YouTube. You've got to get those views in, people. (laughs) You've got to subscribe. You've got to get in those watch hours. Yeah, yeah. One day I'll get there. So, yeah, no, that was really great. Doing things like that that I I just have never done before. And, like, that's kind of the thing. And a residency opens up those opportunities. Mm. That's what's great about it. And then also, like, obviously sharing with Alice. I worried about that. Yeah. When I arrived, because she wasn't there, and then I was like, I think I spent the first, like, two days in, like, utter shock of where I was. <laughs> just what? Just, yeah. And also, I suppose, you'd just gone into this new environment, which mm. was tricky enough. But then you had the anticipation yeah. of her arrival and how that would change yeah. things. And I don't know. I just didn't, you didn't know what to expect. And that's, in itself, is quite anxiety-inducing. I think I thought, oh, look, I've been through therapy. I'll apply for this. It'll be fine. I can cope with anything. And then you get there and you're like, this yeah. isn't this isn't normal for me. Other people do this kind of thing. I don't do this. How am I meant to do this? And now I'm here. And, like, it's amazing. And, like, nothing... I arrived and everything was perfect. But also everything was overwhelming. Yeah. And, like, I don't think people without anxiety disorders really understand. You get it. Like... That kind of yeah, I guess fear it. and anxiety. I don't think I, I, I don't. I think you were, were braver than I can ever imagine myself being. Well, really. <laughs> but that's the thing. You got to be brave because it will pay off. Normally, like I'm so I had such a good time, and then by mm. the time Alice arrived, yeah. and I realised she was the loveliest person, and it was totally going to be fine. 
it did take me a few days to still get out of the anxious state because that's the thing about anxiety (laughs) it's a physical thing right so all those chemicals are still in your body and it takes a while to calm down it does and then I feel a bit annoyed with myself at that first week I was so anxious I feel like it went really fast and I was in like a different mind state that I wish I just arrived and was like all relaxed and like just started I just feel like that first week could have been better because I could have reacted better emotionally no I don't think you can think like that though because like you still had a good week that's why the two weeks was good compared to one if it was just one I would have got there been overwhelmed for a whole week and then left okay so how do you know that you are ready for an artist residency what do you think about that are you ready logistics well it's really Mm. difficult to ask me that question yeah logistically you'd love a week away right now yeah, I don't. I don't even feel like <laughs> not even necessarily for the making up. <laughs> but I just love a week away. I was thinking about this because it's difficult. Because on the one hand, I would love to do an artist residency. On the other hand, I'm not in the situation you are. I've got a lot of mm. baggage, <laughs> and I I don't know how I would go away for a week. I'd need to um, really think about it. But I think you were ready because you just really wanted a change of scene, and you wanted to push yourself mm. out of your comfort zone. I don't know, how would you answer that question? I'm obviously not ready at this current point in my life, but possibly when my child is a bit older and Adam could look after him and take a week off, I I might want to do it. Um, I think I was ready because I had a project in mind that I felt that my day-to-day work life wasn't enabling. So, like, I've really enjoyed working outside, making engravings outside, but... Normally other things get in the way and I don't have time to fully immerse myself. And I might be able to do one a month Mm. or one every two months. But to be able to do five in two weeks, which is what I did, was like a whole different thing. And I learned a lot, a lot more, a lot quicker because it was so condensed Mm. down. So I feel like that is how I knew that I had a project that I couldn't do or didn't feel I could do at home. Yeah. Also, I think it's worth mentioning you touched on it briefly, but there are obviously official artist mm. residencies like this one you've just come back from. But also, you could sort of just go away yeah. somewhere for a week and make that your own personal artist residency like you did when you went to yeah. Appledore. That might be a good idea if you're not very sure or you're not very confident in applying. If you just want to see whether that would actually be good for your work. I think that's why I did that one because I thought, well, no one can say no because I just pay for it, right? <laughs> and it was £380, I think, that one. So it's not like... It was, like, the cheapest place I could find. And it was so cheap because it was that time of year. So, like, going away at a really unpopular yeah. time of year was a really great thing, and I definitely do it this year. To just go away all the time. Hmm. Poor, Poor Sam. Sam. Sam's never going to see you. Molly's going to be on constant Sam, residencies now. Um, so that was... <laughs> and also, if, you, if your budget can't stretch to something like three £400 for a little cottage or something, you could... Um, you could literally go camping like I if you have a tent mm. you could literally if you wanted to do painting just take some stuff and go camping in the spring or summer like yeah it doesn't have to be a really expensive thing it just it's just you getting out of where you normally are and switching off and working on your work your art and I know you mentioned there are free ones and I can see they're going to be much more competitive but you know it oh, shouldn't yeah. stop you applying if yeah you really just don't do rush it. the um application and like <laughs> write the worst application in the world oh god it makes me cringe so much that application um yeah just concentrate on the application like have a really clear idea of what of what you want to achieve and why that 
particular residency would be beneficial i think yeah interesting um i think to be honest we've covered the questions i haven't read out they were covered anyway by your answers to previous things so i feel like i've just talked the whole time sum up for us give us your uh top three tips on artist residencies okay go choose somewhere that's going to inspire you like even if your work isn't in response to a landscape like mine is somewhere where you'll feel inspired like whether that's a city or the middle of nowhere or the seaside somewhere that's really gonna like give you energy and take if you can take as much stuff as you can because I filled my whole car (laughs) I was really lucky like I I I thought about getting the train but I thought with a dog and a a dog bed that and a dog in one hand that's like I couldn't carry Mm. any art with that yeah that's too much (laughs) um so take loads of options different things because then you're not then you can do what you want to do when you feel like you want to do it if you can um Mm. and don't be afraid to do something out of your comfort zone if the residency involves staying with someone else you've never met before have faith it will be okay and if it's not okay it'll be a great mm. story um because like I'm really pleased I spent that time with Alice and I had never met her before and I probably would never have met her and it was really lovely and also some I forgot to say mm. some residencies have things like print studios or like equipment you might not have access to and things oh yeah that's so, so if yeah. you are a printmaker but you're limited with what you have at home or you do lino print, but you really want to learn etchings. There will be some residencies where you can learn etching on the residency. So some are really a bit more formal than others. So have a look around and find one that's right for you. Also, you mm. can fly all around the world doing it if you want. Like, they're all over the world. So if you wanted to travel but also make art, it's a great way to do it. Personally, I don't have a passport, but oh. there we go. I'm I'm so sad I can't put myself an artist residency. But you can. I just don't like think right it now works in this so current well point when you've got a young child. But when you've got an older child, I think it would be like mm. so wholesome for you to get away and just do something for you. Like so important. Mm. Yeah, that does if appeal. you can facilitate childcare. That's it then, isn't it? Well, thank you, thank you for talking us through your residency. If you want to see loads more, it's on my YouTube. There's a video coming out tomorrow. <laughs> Which has taken me two weeks to edit. Right. I want to, when, if YouTube ever goes well, I really want to do an episode on YouTube and how it works and hopefully how you monetize it if I ever get there. Thought it'd be good, interesting Hmm. topic. Interesting, yeah. Do we want to talk about my absolute, I don't feel, I feel like I don't need to talk anymore. I was just thinking about my absolute hellish drive back from the residency. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Come on, end the residency episode with, with that anecdote for us. Not all things about residencies are good. Bad thing is you have to get there and get back. And it was four hours of driving. And on my way on the way there, totally fine, great. On the way back, my phone, which has never done this before, decided to lose all ability to access the internet <laughs> and kind of forgot how to make phone calls that they occasionally let me. And I was four hours from home Mm. in Wales and I didn't know where I was going. And I spent 40 minutes continuously calling Sam and then tried my mum and then my sister. No no one answered. And um, Didn't try me though. I did think of trying you actually. I just Mm. thought, 
I might have answered my phone, you know. But I thought two anxious people dealing with this could be, <laughs> could be disaster. Um, and then I um, was just in a panic. And then Sam did call me back and then said, but why don't you use the navigation system in the car? Oh, that's my favourite part of the story. Which I think sums up anxiety, right? You think being anxious... It means you're prepared and you're thinking of all the possibilities. You're safer. You're not. Yeah. You can't think at all and you don't realise there's a sat-nav next to you. Oh, amazing. To be fair, they're not as good, really, are they? Terrible. They d- they- yeah. And I didn't have the postcode. Anyway, so he gave me... We had a bit of an argument on the phone. And then we, <laughs> um, he gave me the postcode for the car charger I needed. And then I got lost in the town. Then the road was closed drove through a flood and then when I saw it was a bigger flood called Sam cried on the phone said I'm stuck between two floods and I don't know where to go so by here I'd run out of too much charge I needed to charge the car where I was so I went back into the town I was in charged there drove down a one way street a very angry Welsh man shouted at me that was horrible and then <laughs> and then I did manage to get to the next charger but then because my none of my cards would work and the only way to let them accept these payments to the car charger was to go on my phone and accept them but I had no internet on my phone so I was oh, stood there God. unable to charge the car it was an absolute oh, that is nightmare that's horrible but then it did work in the end and I got home in one piece but it was absolutely horrible it's the story's got a happy ending but not nice no horrible anyway so just so it's not all sunshine and rainbows do you have anything please can you talk <laughs> um because they all like you best and they've got a hard no, episode of me. they don't. They don't like me best, Molly. No, you're so you're so wrong with that. You're so wrong. Would you like me to talk about the fact that I just had a print release where I sold, and I still have only sold, two prints from it? Yeah, talk about that. How has that made you feel? Awful. I think people think, because we run a podcast and we are full-time artists, that, well, mm. that must mean we're successful. You're successful, for sure. We're, no... We're both successful, oh. but we also both fail at things. That's lie. It, it was awful. Not saying you I, failed at I, I sent Molly a voice note. It was awful. It was the worst voice note ever. See, the thing is here, we always say we're going to be honest. I'm going to be really honest. I sent her a crying voice note mm. telling her she needed to find someone else to make the podcast with because I'm not qualified enough. Oh, I'm it was such so a sad. failure. Your, your words were, I need to cut you loose. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? What is happening? It's awful, okay, because my self-confidence, since I have returned back to work after being on maternity leave, is so, so much lower than it already Mm. was, and it was already low. And I created, uh, I think it was four four new designs. They're really lovely, go check them out. I really believed in them. I thought they were really lovely, I but nobody them. has bought them. No, so one person I now them. think they're horrible. One person bought them. No, but what I was saying to you when, in reply to that voice note was that mm. we people don't. You're not listening right now. I'm talking to the listener right now to hear two really successful people talk about how successful they are. Because let's be honest, there's podcasts out there that do that, and they're really annoying. No one wants to mm. hear that. Mm. No one wants to hear how well things are going. Yeah, they want to relate think... to the bad things because we all go through, like, we all have low self-confidence, like, yeah. at points or always. It was pretty horrible. I, I'm not over it. I basically, the only reason I got over it is because I had other stuff going on in my life and I was focusing on yeah. my son's first birthday and, and stuff. But it is still awful. Mm. <laughs> if I look at my uh, Clavio newsletter insights... Mm. It just keeps telling me that I've made no revenue from my newsletter. I'm like, no, no, this is awful. I hate stats. 
I am still quite confused by it. I do find every time I release a design that I feel really mm. passionate about, it does worse than a design that I think, should I release that? I'm not really sure I like that. Yeah, that's it's unpredictable. That's the whole thing about self-employment. It's the unpredictability that causes anxiety. I've also had the worst sales on Etsy mm. for this time of year. I mean, this time of year is bad, but it really the sales are down. So really, I'm just not feeling great about mm. my small business right now. There you go. I've done some talking and it was depressing. Thank you for talking. And I, people really appreciate that because things are really slow at the moment. I was just saying that I went away for four days, five days and made £9.50 while I was away like that I know my business works differently yeah, but if you think how many people see our work and then how few people actually buy it it's just hard hmm. it just is and like people I think people think it's easier than it is and it's not yeah it is very difficult career choice it is but also wonderful career choice because it's flexible we get to make art for a percentage of the time and um it's like it's <laughs> yes, like to start a youtube channel and then boom the time is gone we love what we do but it doesn't mean it's not hard at points right no, that's the whole no. thing like wh- and i think that's that is what makes it worth it yeah but it's it's not a a stable income very unstable mm, very, very very unstable <laughs> i know i'd never swap it though i'd never go back to my graphic design job no and also these times where things don't work out so you release prints and they don't sell as you'd hope them to they're the times where i think things change and you have ideas and you go well maybe i should try this and then something grows and like it's those points where things can change direction and actually something good comes with it but you just don't see it at the time like mm. I think they'd make really lovely notebook covers. Yeah, I really just I like that idea. I want to do that. I also want to make them into tea towels. Some yeah, of them. that would be really lovely. So like I, th- but you know I have lost faith in the designs themselves. Yeah, I know, but I think it might push you to make because those are lovely designs. We can both see it. We ha- both are artists. I think with taste, and we can see that they're really nice, <laughs> and therefore it might push you to put them on tea towels more than you would have if they'd sold really well as prints, and yeah. therefore it could benefit you in the long run. And you've got a couple of exciting commissions in the pipeline too. Like things are, you've got to think there's some really positive things as well. I know, I know, it's just difficult because like when I release prints, mm. there's there's um very little initial outgoings for me because I print prints myself I mm-hmm. print them to order it is it's a good way for me to make money without having to spend money yeah whereas when I release say tea towels notebooks there's a big cost there because I have to buy the tea towels from a supplier I have to buy the notebooks then there's a bigger risk because mm. then I've spent a big chunk of money and I have to make that money back whereas one I didn't lose any money by releasing those prints because I haven't actually printed yeah more than like you know the initial samples yeah so then for me to to look at those stat usually mm. when i decide what what tea towel designs to print i either choose designs that are my, my most popular designs that i think okay well that'll probably work on a tea towel i don't usually print, print designs on tea towels that are like my least yeah. popular designs right. yeah it's not that financially easy, is it just to say i'll it's just not. order loads of really expensive things and hope they sell because you've got faith in them yeah, it's diff- it's really difficult. So, but on the other hand, I spent a lot of time on those designs, and I would like to make some money from them. So, mm. I think I probably will turn them into some product. But yeah, maybe not yet. It's difficult. Yeah. It is really difficult. There's probably a whole other episode in in f- failure. <laughs> yeah, didn't we not do one on failure? If if we didn't, we should. I don't even know if it is failure. I just don't. Uh, it's it's, really it's just. 
I think it's just expectation versus reality a lot of the time. Hmm. Rather than failure. Although not like you were expecting loads, I know, but like, you know, what you hope for and then what actually happens often doesn't line up. Yeah. But well done for being honest about it because I think people, there'll be so many people listening that are in the same situation that are feeling really ashamed about it and it's just normal that sometimes things don't go well. I'd like to know if anyone else is having just the world's worst sales year. (laughs) Do. Because I just feel like Etsy used to be such a reliable income source Mm. for me. Um, like all year round, even even when it was bad time of year, mm. it would still sort of churn through, and and it's really it's letting me down at the moment. <laughs> well, hopefully things will pick up. Mm. Hopefully, right. Let's wrap up there. Thank you for listening to my drivel. I appreciate. No, it was you really interesting. I think people will really enjoy this episode. It's nice to hear about something a bit different. Well, I hope they are inspired to to imply and go on their own little trips because I think they're really valuable experiences. So if you have any questions, you can email us at outofinkpod at gmail.com. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And head to our Instagram, which is outofinkpods. And yeah, you can always send us questions on our Instagram. Yeah, we'll ask for questions. Slash answer our very important polls about anxiety <laughs> scales and popularity. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, and what else what else oh if you want to know more about artist residencies make sure you check out molly's youtube video <laughs> we plugged that so much now well i'm plugging it again okay <laughs> basically as a little behind the scenes thing when you start youtube you have to reach four thousand watch hours which means four thousand four thousand hours of people watching your work before you can apply to monetize which means when you watch an advert i get paid and mm. I'm not there yet. And it's a long old journey. And yeah. and I just think it's a really interesting way to monetize content. Like, I've never done that before. And I just thought it would be an interesting thing to go into. And I just thought it would be easier than it is. Mm. It's hard. <laughs> it's really, really hard. You can't give yeah. up, though. You've got to keep going. No, you've got to keep going. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it, right? I've been trying to make Instagram forgive me for abandoning it mm. for the last year. And I've been consistently posting three reels a week. Yeah. You've been doing for... really well. For, yeah but not well enough because instagram honestly they're getting less and less mm. views honestly it is just so depressing it's a real struggle it's a struggle i'm gonna keep going with yeah it, you've but been also... showing up that's the most yeah, important well, yeah i'm see. proud of you thanks i'm proud of you <laughs> <laughs> gosh oh dearie me right let's go let's go do some editing.